This is The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. Welcome to The Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. It is Sunday night and uh, we just went through something. And that something is time change. We just fell back. And uh, we're going to be talking about that on the show today, time change and how we deal with it with our kids, because a lot of us parents dread it. We're like, oh my God, the time change is coming up. We're falling back. We're jumping forward. And these kids are going to get all crazy. So joining me in studio today to talk about this, we've got Jennifer Valentine, who comes from a far far away land down the down the hall at q107 <laughs> took Hello. me it took me 10 seconds to walk here <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome and joining us on the phone we have alana from goodnight sleep site hello how are you i'm good thanks so much for having me oh my gosh ladies i am excited we've got two mamas incredible mamas on the show with us today so jennifer you've got two kids two kids that i know of yes <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your your kids. Jackson is 17 years old right now, and he just started to drive on his own. We don't have to be in the car with him, and it's really oh, yes, the graduated licensing freaking me out. <laughs> Mom, can yeah. I have the keys to the car? I'm going to get my girlfriend. Whatever. <laughs> I I just I can't even handle it. And my daughter is 16, so I had them very close together, and she's approaching that as well. She wants to get her license now. Oh, she just gosh. turned 16. And from what I hear, your daughter, you and your daughter are hilarious. Well, she's on funny. Insta yes. stories, people. So if you guys are on Instagram, you need to follow. What are the the, the uh, account names? The At handles? Mother Daughter Date on everything. So on Instagram, on Facebook, it's uh, motherdaughterdate.com, which I haven't even launched the website. So this is the first time I'm actually talking about <gasps> oh it, but God, it's up and I'm running. Excited. And uh, yeah, so we do uh, car chats where we talk about everything from hickeys to uh, <laughs> oh, this is great to um, her thinking about being a nudist. I don't even want to get into it, <laughs> but she's very funny. And uh, we just we do dates. So we just adopted a donkey at a donkey sanctuary. We do lots of fun things. I love as, that because you know, well, you don't know yet. But no, you, so Alana and I, this know. is this is stuff I guess that we get to look forward to. Right? We- yes. <laughs> yes. Well, because you'll find when they get older and they're teenagers, they don't want to spend as much time with you. So making dates is a great way to spend at least once a week with them. I, I love, love it. So yeah, I love that. If you guys are not following, go follow now. We're actually, you know what? We're going to do a show with uh, with Jennifer and Georgia. Oh, that, uh, that should be fun. We, yeah, I you think can edit so. it, right? Yeah, <laughs> we can totally. We got Julia behind the board. She's awesome, so we could totally do that. And Alana, you've got you've got three. I have three, yeah. So just listening to Jennifer, I mean, my my ten year old, I feel like is is going on sixteen. <laughs> so my <laughs> eldest is a ten year old girl, and then I have boy girl twins that are six. Um, and I find she just turned she just turns ten, and yeah, it's like a whole new. I feel like I've, I keep closing chapters. Chapters are closing and new ones are opening every year. And it's just like, oh, my goodness. It's going so fast. It does go by fast. You're going to close your eyes and then open them. And then she'll be married with three children of her. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. You guys goodness. are giving me the sweats here because I've got, like, <laughs> Samantha 6, Lily 4, Marcus 2. And I'm like, and it's been going by fast for me. But now... Jennifer just just dropped the whole wedding topic. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> wedding dresses, bridal party. Who to invite? Table you setting. Pay, you gotta pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> See all the stuff that we go through as parents, and then including that is sleep, or should I say, lack of yeah. <laughs> sleep. People are telling me they're like, Pina, 
this is just the beginning, honey. Wait, like give it another like 20 years. I'm like, what? 20 years. Alana, please tell me I don't have to wait that long. Well, I mean, that's what happens, right, is that our kids start sleeping better. And then, you know, we as well, I don't want to say just women, but women and men, we get older and our sleep starts going down the tubes for whatever reason, right? So this is why it's so important that we have take our kids yeah, on a routine and we take care of that stuff. Yeah. I think it's because we worry, as, well, especially so as the kids get older, because now I'm up sometimes till two in the morning on a Saturday night waiting for somebody to get in, in the house. or Jackson picking... to come back with the car. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. It's, it's our, our minds don't turn off. Right. And, uh, and that is definitely keeping us up at night for sure. Oh my gosh. So with sleep, and starting them on a routine. We got to start them young though, right? Yeah. And that's what I love about bedtime routine is you can, you can literally start it from day one. You know, obviously the bedtime routine that you have with, you know, a six month old is going to be different than you have with a 10 year old, but um, we can all practice a bedtime routine. So with our kids, just getting them on that routine and getting them down to bed at consistent times and doing consistent activities before they go to bed. um, It just helps prepare them for sleep. It helps prepare their body. It helps prepare their mind. It helps, you know, cue them that sleep is coming. Um, and it's, it's a great thing to do tonight, especially with the time change. Um, that's a great way to kind of cue them when their clocks are busy adjusting to these new times to keep that bedtime routine the same. Isn't it easier because now we have an extra hour? That's what I was thinking too. Yes. And before we had kids, the fall time change was amazing because we gained that hour, right? So it was great. But sometimes with kids, it's not that easy, right? They don't don't let us have that extra hour. So yes, it's definitely the easier of the two time change that we go through for sure. Um, But some kids still take time to it. We all take time. We take about a week. A week. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. Thank God. All I have to say is, thankfully, these time changes happen on the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever came up with it, just thank you. Uh, So we are talking time change. We're talking sleep on uh, the parenting show. So stick around because we'll be back after the break. You're listening to the parenting show with Pina Crispo. On Talk Radio, AM 640. Welcome back. This is The Parenting Show, and I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. We are in studio with Jennifer Valentine from The Morning Show over at Q107. And we've got Alana from Goodnight Sleep Site joining us on the phone. She's a sleep consultant, and they're both kick butt mamas. And uh, we're talking sleep. We're talking the time change and how to deal with it. We're, you know, the time just changed on us. And some parents are freaking out. Some parents are like, nah, man, I got this. I got it. It's all good. And some kids are just... Who are those parents? I don't know. I want to meet them, though. And and some of these kids are crazy, or should I say all of them. So we really, really got to, like, figure it out. We need some help. And that's why Elena is joining us. And that's why we have Jennifer here, too, because she's been through this. And she's going to help, like, a mama like me with the little ones, like deal and cope and how to like get through it so we were talking about how the time just changed on us and how this is the easier of the two time changes falling back um so what are some things that i'm sure there are things that we could have done leading up to the time change which actually maybe you can talk about alana um so we also know for you know the spring um but what are some things we can do leading up to and some things we can do now that it changed. Right. So leading up to it, you can adjust 
there. So we all run off of a 24-hour clock, right? What do we call our biological clock? And that's what needs to kind of resync to the new times when we change the clock. So we can, so leading up to say the fall one, um, you could have adjusted your child's routines from the times they wake up in the morning to nap times to bedtimes to even meal times during the day. For fall, you would adjust that 15 minutes later each day for, say, about five days prior to the time change. So that once the clock's been changed, their body clock's already adjusted, right? Because you said it takes takes about a week. It takes about a week. So you start a week out. That exactly. makes sense. Yeah. Exactly. Why didn't yeah. I think of that? <laughs> yeah. And you know what? You can do it yourself. You know, adults can do it ourselves too. We can, we can um, you know, go to bed 15 minutes later each day, slowly, little increments so that by the time the clocks change, you're adjusted. And then for the spring, for the one coming up, I believe it's in March, um, you, could, you would start it earlier. So you would adjust your schedule 15 minutes earlier each day so that when the clocks fall forward, I always mix that up, fall forward, your, uh, your clock's already adjusted. See, and that one, it, it totally is true because that one I really have a hard time with because yeah. then Samantha's room, for example, it faces the front of the house. Yeah. And so that's where all the sunlight comes in from. Yeah. And so she's like, what are you talking about? It's not bedtime, mama. There's yeah. kids playing on the street. And I'm like, go to sleep. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Did you I have that, say- Jennifer? Like, I don't want to give, give anybody plugs, but I'm going to give a plug to blinds to go because we got these <laughs> blinds that the sun does not come through and you just pull that shade down. No sun is getting through that blind. Like, oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then I totally have to get uh, over to blinds to go and pick up some of those blinds. That's what I'm saying. And they're not expensive. <laughs> oh, so that's yeah. perfect. Blackout, and blackout blinds are key. So set, setting up the, the right environment, definitely. I mean, we're fortunate where we're going into the season where, you know, mornings are going to get darker and evenings are going to get darker. So that's going to help. So this works out. It Mother does. Nature is helping us for this one. 100%. But definitely in the spring, yeah, you need those blackout blinds. But even now you could do things like using, you know, white noise machines can work really well with, with babies and children and adults. So, you know, having that consistent sound, it helps kind of consolidate that sleep, making sure temperature is good. So we are going into cooler months. Um, you know, sometimes the heat doesn't get all the way upstairs if, you know, our bedrooms are upstairs like we want it to, or sometimes it gets too hot. We don't want babies too hot. We want to stay in that cooler uh, environment. So layering accordingly, uh, making sure we're still keeping that safe sleep space, but things like sleep sacks can work really well. Um, no blankets or anything like that for our younger baby. So setting up the right environment definitely, you know, works in our favor too. Now, Lana, you mentioned temperature. Is there a set temperature we should be like, a good one that we should, you know, make sure that the room is set at somehow? Yeah, you want to go anywhere between, uh, we'll say like 69 to 72. So what's degree? So what's that? That's like, um, I can never convert. It's, uh, that's about, I'd say nine, uh, 16, 69, 72. It's about 19 to 23, I want to say. Okay. Well, uh, we can always, that's what Google's for. On the, yeah, on the flip side. <laughs> oh, keep it cooler. Like we don't want to overheat. Uh, we also don't want to be too cold because if our body's trying to regulate our heat, so if our body's too cold or if our body's too hot, we're not able to get into that deeper state of sleep because our body's trying too hard to warm up or cool down. So definitely keep it nice and cool. Okay, so that's a that's a really great tip. And for the kids that are, like for example, Marcus is two and his sleep is horrible. The girls are good, but for the little ones, and I don't know... I got to get him on something because like, and what I mean by something for you parents wondering, nothing bad. I mean, like get him on a schedule. You're not talking brandy. (laughs) On a routine. (laughs) So he's two. So how do we, what can we do there? Like, is it, is it too late? Has the ship sailed and I'm screwed? (laughs) No. 
And that's the great thing about, you know, teaching healthy sleep habits is it's never too late. I mean, I'm working with adults and we're trying to do that too, you know. So, um, you know, definitely teaching independent sleep skills at any age, um, you know, especially starting with our little ones, whether it be baby, toddler, preschoolers, that helps with any kind of transition. So, you know, getting them on consistent sleep patterns, getting them to learn how to fall asleep on their own, all of these things. It helps them transition when there is a time change or when you're traveling, sleeping in new environments or if they're sick or things like that. Um, it, just, it just helps with that process. Okay, so we're going to talk more about that. So uh, don't go anywhere because Elena and Jennifer are going to help me and help you parents get through the time change and, uh, and our kids sleeping. You're listening to The Parenting Show right here on Talk Radio AM 640. Now, back to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. This is The Parenting Show. You are listening to us on Talk Radio AM 640. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. And joining me in studio, we have Jennifer Valentine over from our uh, brother station, Q107, down the hallway. And we've got Alana McGinn from Goodnight Sleep Site. She's the founder of this incredible company. And uh, she's helping parents everywhere. Yeah, get and sleep. She, she, yeah. <laughs> Forget about the kids. She's helping the parents. That's what I love. It's not just about the kids. It's about the parents too. She cares yes. about us. She <laughs> does. That's she was right. just saying, and like before our last, um, before our break, she was saying how she's helping adults. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so will you come over to my house and like yeah, forget about tuck me in, <laughs> tuck me in at night and read me a I'll story? Is that what you mean? Yes, I oh, will. I love it. Do you do any like Pearl Jam and Foo Fighter lullaby renditions? Because that's what I'm really into. <laughs> I could try. I don't know if you'll like it, but I could give it a go. There we go. See, guys, to the parents out there. Yes, this is me. I'm silly. I'm crazy. I'm wacky. But you want to know why? Because it's because of the lack of sleep. Lack of sleep You're running on adrenaline. Yes. So we were okay. So Alana, you were saying that it's never too late to, you know, sleep train and get your kid into a bedtime routine. Because I was saying Marcus is a disaster and he's two. So it's never too late. You gave us some tips. You said, you know, um, making sure the temperature is is good in the room, that they're comfortable. Uh, Jennifer came up was telling she's like the blackout blinds. Oh you yeah, need, you need those. Yeah. Blinds to go, we're coming for you. Um, So, but like, I know there's many health reasons around the importance of like sleep. So what, what are some of those, um, you know, healthy sleep, I guess, habits or things that they can get out of it, the kids? Right. So, yeah, when we look at the importance of healthy sleep, you're looking at cognitive ability, right? So, you know, we're, we're more, our attention is, is better. We're more alert. Uh, we're more, you know, we're able to retain information a lot better, especially for our kids that are going to school. Well, for little ones, too, that are learning so much at such a quick pace. Um, you know, a well-rested brain is, is definitely better cognitively. Um, safety, right? Especially for our little ones who are learning how to walk and, and roll over. And it seems like such, you know, simple uh, developmental skills that they need to learn, but when they're, you know, when they're not sleeping well, um, safety is an issue. You know, they're maybe more clumsy or, you know, even something as simple as riding a bike can become more dangerous. You know, even adults uh, with time changes and stuff, especially, you know, the spring one, uh, there's an increase in, ad- in car accidents the week after time change. Oh, wow. Um, because so safety is definitely an issue all around when we're not sleeping better. Mood. I mean, we all know what we're like, what our kids oh, are Oh, God, like yes. Yeah, stay away from me. Accident. What do you mean? I'm always happy. 
<laughs> Jennifer. Don't talk to my husband. <laughs> I mean, you can tell right away in our kids. I mean, I can tell right away when my kids haven't had a good night's sleep. You know, my husband can tell right away when I haven't had a good night's sleep. So, um, you know, your mood definitely plays, uh, plays a, a factor. And then illness. I mean, we're heading into cold and flu season. You know, keeping our, our immune system nice and strong, uh, it definitely helps when we're well-rested. And sleep, I always say sleep is a, is a great medicine, for sure. See, and going back to the mood thing, I have to say, Samantha, my oldest, the six-year-old, if she does not get enough sleep, forget it. She needs to be in bed by 7, 7.30. Yeah. And even when she wakes up at 7, sometimes I don't think that it's enough sleep for her because she's cranky and doesn't want to get out of bed. And so a lot of, you know, friends that invite us to things, and I'm like, well, if it's a school night and she doesn't have the opportunity to sleep in in the morning, I'm, I can't. You, you know, because her to get her sleep, but how much yeah. sleep should kids be getting? How do we know? Yes, Alana, well, help. I mean, you're looking at the little ones. I mean, you're still looking for babies, and and um, even after toddlers, you're looking at uh, you know 14 to 15 hours in a 24 hour period. So that's with naps included. But even our school age children up to teens, teens, you're looking at a, probably about you know 10, nine to 10 hours at night. Um, and then they're getting into more of the seven, eight hours um, to adults as they get a bit older. But for our younger kids, you know, you're still looking at those, you know, 10 to 11 hours of sleep per night. But every kid's different. You know, yeah. I call some kids, some kids are more sleep sensitive. I, I use the term sleep sensitive. Some kids, you know, I, my twin daughter is like this. She's that, that child that is kind of prisoner to the routine. Like if bedtime is off a little bit, oh, she missed it. a nap when she was little. I mean, nightmare. Whereas my other two kids could, you know, they, they could kind of go with the flow a little bit easier than she could. So every kid's different. And I'm glad you mentioned naps because we are going to talk more about naps and the importance of naps and maybe how naps can help us through this time change when we get back. You're listening to us on Talk Radio AM 640. This is The Parenting Show and I'm Pina Crispo from chicmama.ca. This is The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo on Talk Radio, AM 640. Welcome back to The Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. We're talking time change. We're talking sleep. We're talking kids. And uh, the not-so-fun parts that go along (laughs) with that. And so we've got uh, Alana McGinnis. No, Alana McGinn. I apologize. (laughs) I always because uh, you're thinking of Guinness beer. Yes, sure. Hey, I'm still breastfeeding. <laughs> I'm allowed, okay? Um, from Good Night Sleep Site. And we have in studio with us Jennifer Valentine from Q107. And um, time change, sleep, all the fun stuff. One of the things I want to talk about are naps. Okay, so Jennifer, I don't know. Were your kids big nappers? Um. They nap now because they stay up way too late. And I want to nap now. What? Yeah. I want to <laughs> ask you something because they were such great sleepers because my husband, this is not because of me. Uh, I have to credit him. I don't even know if this was the right thing to do. Let them cry to sleep. So I used oh. to coddle them. I used to go in and hug Jackson when, you know, if he cried, little 
And he's like, get out of there, Jen. Uh, get out of there. Yeah. So finally, I guess he was about eight months old. And Greg said, listen, we're going to try something. We're going to let him cry tonight. And he let Jackson cry. And I'm going to tell you, it was almost an hour. And he was holding me down. Wouldn't let me up the stairs saying, you are not going up there. Well, every night we did this. He held me down every night. Oh I'm God. like, I need my baby. <laughs> and it was the best thing we ever did because the time got shorter and shorter, 45 minutes, a half an hour, 15 minutes he'd cry to the point where it only took me maybe four or five days, he did, He knew that we weren't coming in the room. So the, my kids have been great sleepers. Uh, but now it's a different story. They're teenagers. We go yeah. to bed before them. I don't know how to get them on a good sleeping pattern again. So, I mean, to, to, t- to touch on the methods, I mean, cry it out is definitely a method to use. I mean, we, we use it with some of our clients as well. Uh, it's not the only method. So, say, you know, the crying heart, no matter what, even though you know they're going to be okay, they're still going to love you in the morning, um, it's tough to hear for sure. But it works. It, it, it can work. But there's a lot of different methods that parents can choose where you might be more involved in it. You know, there's check and console. There's gradual uh, chair method where you're in the room with them. So I always tell parents, listen, choose the method that works best for, for yeah. you. Yeah. That works best for your child that you feel more, more com- most comfortable using. But there's probably, no matter what you use, even if you're going to use a really gradual method, there's likely going to be some crying because you're changing, right? It's just like what was happening with, with your son, you're changing how you're responding to what they're used to you responding to. So, you know, unfortunately, no matter what method you use, there likely will be some crying. Um, but the choice is really up to the parent what method they want to use. When you get into teen sleep, that could be kind of a whole different, uh, whole different bio game because now we're kind of dealing with the biology of it all, right? And what happens is as our kids get older, as they kind of go through puberty and things like that, um, the time in which their body releases melatonin, that's our natural sleep hormone, shifts, and it becomes later. So a lot of us want our kids to go to bed nice and early because that's kind of what we've been told to do. But biologically speaking, it's hard for our teens to fall asleep, earlier. So maybe oh, one to go to bed that. at nine or 10, but their body's not telling them to fall asleep till 11 or 12, right? Oh, so yeah. that's kind of what could be. And that's why there's a lot of organizations that are actually starting to try and get high schools to start later. Um, you know, uh, there's a lot of different initiatives that are in place to do that because our teens just aren't getting the amount of sleep that they need. They still need that time to sleep, um, but they're not getting it. That's so interesting. It I is. had no idea. And I didn't know that, that there were organizations trying to, you yeah. know, change the time. Yeah, there's a startschoollater.org. It's really big in the States right now, and uh, the good thing is it's starting to trickle into Canada now as well. I believe the high schools in the States start earlier, um, but high schools start really early. So, you they know, do. Our, yeah, and so when our teens aren't able to fall asleep, and then there's also you have to factor in the extracurricular activities and the homework and the social life, right? Yes. And, and all of that plays a role in it, and our teens are going to bed later and later. Having two teens, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Starting school late. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's hard to get them up in the morning. And that's why they come home sometimes after school. They're exhausted and they'll nap and I let them nap. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with letting them nap though, right, Alana? There's nothing wrong. Naps are okay, provided it's not taking away from their nighttime sleep, right? Because that's that's the best sleep that they they could be getting. Um, But if it means just getting, making sure that they're getting the amount of sleep, but we don't want to take away from the quality of sleep. And the the best quality of sleep they're going to be getting is at nighttime. And it's just like you said, too, like even, you know, starting with the little ones, you just got to do what works for you and works with your ch- works for your child. Right. That's so right. so each case is going to be different because, you know, I can't speak about teens. <laughs> Mine aren't there yet. But like even with my three little ones, we did the cry it out with Samantha two days. Bam. She had it down. Yeah. And I was like, 
whoa, why didn't we do this before? And right? you know, some people were like, I'm totally not about it. And I, it has a lot to do with the comfort level of the parent, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. You know? um, but I think that's that's really interesting about the teens. Like just, and also that, that applies to them. Just do, every teen is going to be different, just like every infant, every toddler, and you got to do what's going to work for them. Um, right. So that, it, yeah, they just have the best quality sleep, you know? At the end of the day, whatever you do. We also did something else, Alana, and I don't know if this was the right thing, but when they were in bed, we weren't, shh, let's be quiet. Let's let them yes. get a good sleep. Yeah. We Turn had the, the phone TV off. Up. We and were yeah. talking because we wanted them to be able to sleep through something like that. Now they sleep through the alarm, so I don't know if that was a good <laughs> thing to do. But <laughs> it worked yeah. for the sleep. Nothing woke them up. Yeah, yeah same thing here. Change, you know, change your your day to day or your night nightly activities, you know, for your kids, and uh, in terms of you know keeping things quiet to let them sleep. And um, yeah, no, that's fine. I, you know, when you, when you say I don't know if that if it worked for your family, it was the right thing to do. That's what I always say to my family, you know, to oh. most families we work with. You know, if it works for you, who am I to tell you that is wrong or change it? If it's working for you, keep doing it. And so and. Sorry, I'm still stuck on the, these naps. So <laughs> hold on one second here. Um, now, because of the time change, since, you know, the time just changed on us, um, when it comes to the whole napping thing, you know, we didn't have that week to prepare. We're talking to you now and, and the time just changed on us this, this morning, you know, in the middle of the night. Um, can we use our naps to help us? Yeah, to help get caught up on that some of that sleep. Absolutely. I mean, for our little kids, for sure. Um, that are still napping. So for our babies and our toddlers that are still napping, you know, obviously the the you know you've you've read anything on sleep, and I'm sure some of the parents listening have. If you know sleep equals sleep, so the better the rested they are throughout the day, the easier they're going to fall asleep at night. Um, the better they'll sleep throughout the night, the more restfully they'll sleep. So focus on naps. That's that's one of the tools that we use when we're working with formal sleep training plans. Is focusing on naps definitely. But for adults, if you need to to take that nap. Um, to get caught up on some of that sleep. Again, as long as it's not cutting into your nighttime sleep, go for it. Absolutely. All right. You hear that, parents? Mm-hmm. Go take a nap. <laughs> we're, we're talking all about sleep and the time change here on The Parenting Show. So stick around. We've got more after the break. You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca. On Talk Radio, AM 640. Welcome back to The Parenting Show. You are listening to us on Talk Radio, AM 640. I'm your host, Pina Crispo, chicmama.ca. And joining me on the show today, we've got Jennifer Valentine. She is from The Morning Show over at Q107. Happy to have her here. She's also a mama of two, two bigger ones. Mm -hmm. It happened like that. Georgia, who's 16, (laughs) and Jackson, who's 17. I was saying that her... uh, her son has an awesome name. Jackson Wait. Valentine. Isn't it so strong? That is a great name. That's powerful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's going to do He could be a character in a movie. Totally. Right? Yeah. Like, or like a superhero. <gasps> you need to buy him a cape. I do. <laughs> <laughs> and joining us on the phone, we have Alana McGinn. She's the founder of Good Night Sleep Site. She's filling us in on all the do's and don't do's when it comes to... Uh, sleep and for our kids like from infants to toddlers teens and even adults uh so we were talking about naps and things to do and temperature um because now we've got the the time change just fell on us 
Well, I guess it didn't just fall on us. We knew it was coming. It was, it's no surprise. <laughs> it happens every year at this time. Um, but talking about habits. Okay, so we've got, you know, some of us have some great habits, sleep habits for our kids. Um, doesn't matter their age. You know, they've got their routines down. But what about bad habits? Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that, Alana? Absolutely. Yeah. So when we're talking about our kids, the one, the one tip that I always talk about when we go through any kind of transition like time change or, you know, traveling or anything is try not to pick up any bad habits. So bad habits would be, um, you know, now with going through, you know, let's say bedtime is, is a little tricky right now because of the, the time change and kids are kind of fighting us to go to bed is, you know, now if we had that toddler who was able to fall asleep on their own in their bed, no problem. You know, now we don't want to, you know, build that habit of, you know, now lying with that. And I don't want to say it's bad to lie with your child and comfort them at bedtime. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> but if we get into the habit where now our kids are unable to fall asleep on their own every single night um, and need us to do that every single night, well, that's a habit that we don't want to create, right? Things like that. Try not to pick up any bad habits while we're going through any kind of phases, sleep phases. And it could be developmental, like with our babies, you know, there's the rollover. And whenever they're learning any kind of new skills, like walking and talking, sleep kind of, I always say sleep kind of gets put on the back burner a little bit um, while they're learning these new skills. So, but these skills pass. And once they master them, they start focusing on sleep again. So we don't want to pick up these habits while they're learning these skills because they start focusing on sleep again, but then these habits stick around, right? So yeah. And I'm with that. And also this probably fall under bad habits. And we were talking about this uh, during the break. Um, Electronics especially yes. for the older ones, yes. the, the tweens and teens out there. So Jennifer, um, she was mentioning her kids. And um, so she's got her 16-year-old and her 17-year-old. So Georgia and Jackson, they're, they're right in it right now. They're all about, I'd imagine, the cell phones and the tablets. For a and long time. I go to the washroom at 1 o'clock in the morning and sometimes I'll see that glow from her room and I'm like, are you kidding me? Give me your phone. So we were taking <laughs> the phone away uh, last year, uh, you know, at 9 o'clock and then yep. we pushed it till 10 and then they get it back for the summer. Uh, they get oh, their phones back for the summer. Pull it back again. You gotta pull it back again. Yeah. yeah. See, so so uh, Social media, in my opinion, is 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 the reason why we are such a sleep deprived society all of us um you know it's, it's definitely it's finding it's there its way into our bedrooms whether it be our tvs our computers our tablets i always say whenever you're going through any kind of seasonal change give your night table that audit what's on your night table right our phones and yeah. our ipads they're all replacing our books like novels i remember um someone mentioning you know a vintage paperback novel <laughs> what's that bring that back at bedtime you know so we have to remove devices from our bedrooms and and with our teens especially i mean social their social life trumps all because they're they're saying not to to avoid electronics in general what is it like an hour to two before bed that's a tough thing to do even for me never mind the kids and Just last night, Samantha was asking me, so I give them like a certain amount of time on the iPad and I'm like, okay, you've got like half hour and that's it. Um, And then I'll take it away. And she was asking for it at around six and my kids go to bed at seven. And I was like, no, it's too late. And she's like, but why mommy? I'm like, because that's not going to help you, you know, sleep well tonight. And I was trying to explain it to her. So, so it is, it's an hour. 
It's an hour. Try and give yourself that tech curfew. You know, and if you don't want to remove the TV from your bedroom, I know some people like it for, you know, for whatever reason. And that's okay. But as long as you could do an hour, 90 minutes would be amazing. If you can't do the 90 minutes, at least an hour. And that's powering down all bright screens. Because what happens is think of, think of your brain as having that sleep switch, right? So when we're in front of those bright screens, the sleep switch turns off in our brain. So our body, that's where our melatonin is, is produced and released. And that's our natural sleep hormone. That's what kind of helps our body prepare to sleep. So our body is tricked into thinking that it still should be awake. So a lot of people fight me on it and say, well, I can still fall asleep fine. You know, I fall asleep in front of the TV all the time. Yeah, you can fall asleep, but your, your body's still thinking that it's awake. So you're not able to get that deep restorative sleep that our body needs to kind of, you know, repair and and re-energize. So, and the same for our kids. So when we're talking about our teens, I always say, you know, make it a a family thing. We also have to be the role model. So if we're bringing our iPads and our phones into our bedrooms, but then telling our kids that they can't do it, we all kind of have to get on board with that. So I always like to get families to create what I call like a family docking station within their home. Ours is in our kitchen. So we have, um, we just, I just bought like a mail unit from a, a, a home decor store and we just all, it has just different compartments and we all put our phones and our iPads. We all plug in overnight. It keeps it all out of our rooms. Everything's charged. Um, and the whole family does it. I mean, my kids are little, so, you know, they don't have those devices in the room. For the older kids, it would work well as also. That's really, that's really, really great because I think that this tip is something that works across the board from, for everyone. Mm-hmm. From, yeah. you know, the ones that are my age that are like obsessed with those, you know, unveiling videos on YouTube yes. um, yeah. to the, the teens to the parents uh so that's great actually alana you know what you should take a picture of that uh, little area you have in your kitchen for your your little docking station i will and we can post it on the parenting show facebook page it's a great idea I yeah, think so I too. I have one. I have a little video on it too. I'll send it to oh, you. Oh, okay. So yeah. we're going to post that on our, our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash the parenting show. So we'll have that for you guys. You guys can go and take a look. We are talking sleep. We're talking time change. We're talking about how we're going to survive it all as parents. You're listening to the parenting show on Talk Radio AM 640. This is The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo on Talk Radio, AM 640. I'm here with my real estate friend, Holly Garvey-Penny. What's up with HGP's tips and trends today? Hi, Sandra. Today's tip is update your condo evaluation. Do you know what your condo is worth? Because right now, the condo market is hot. Typically, condos were evaluated every year or two. But with today's hot condo market, if your condo was assessed even three months ago, it's time to have a reassessment. Know what your condo is worth. Call or email me for an evaluation and reassessment. I can help you. So they can reach you at hgp at bosleyrealestate.com or 416-322-8000. Thanks, Sandra. Now back to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo on Talk Radio, AM 640. Welcome back to The Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. You are listening to us on Talk Radio, AM 640 or on 640toronto.com. Thank you for joining us. We're talking sleep. We're talking time change. We're talking being parents and dealing with it all with our little ones. And we are talking with Jennifer Valentine from Q107. She's joining us in studio today. And Alana, founder of Good Night Sleep Site. She's joining us on the phone. So Alana, you deal with a lot of parents. What are the top 
three most common sleep issues you would say that, that you see parents struggling with? So I would say probably short naps for sure. Oh, Whenever God, I'm talking that. to parents, like hands go up right away when I say, okay, who, where's, where's your cat nappers? Like what babies are taking those 30 to 45 minute cat naps? So definitely working on consolidating those naps um, can be tough, but doable for sure. Uh, getting babies to sleep through the night. So this, the term sleep through the night is, is one that I always like to explain because I think we all have to understand that we all wake up throughout the night. You know, we do, babies do, children do, we all do. So to me, sleeping through the night is, is helping babies and our kids fall asleep on their own when they do wake up throughout the night. So teaching our babies those independent sleep skills and then early morning wakings. So how do I get my little one to not wake up at the crack of dawn So what, I don't have to wake up? So what is considered an early morning waking? Like, um, is it five? Is it six? Like, So a natural wake time would be anywhere between six and seven. So if your kids are waking up at that time, you know, you're good. I would say anywhere between 4.30 and 6 would be an early morning. Like that would be considered an early morning waking. So uh, any wakings that are happening in that time frame, anything that's happening before 4.30 would still be considered a night waking. Did you get a lot of that, Jennifer, with your kids? Or once you, your husband put his foot down, it was like, no, we're going to let them like cry it out and stuff. They were, they were good? They were good. We've had two really good sleepers. And yeah, so when we did have daycare come into the home, we're like, don't even worry about it. They sleep until 830. And were they short? Were they those little cat nappers? Or did you have, were they good at napping too? When they were really young? Yeah, they were good at napping. I've had two good sleepers. I know. God, I'm so jealous. Jen, get out of here. All right. Goodbye. (laughs) I I do think it was that turning point. And I know, Alana, you said whatever works for you and letting them cry to sleep from the very beginning. Good on you. It it just kind of worked. And I think they just knew when they got up in the middle of the night, they did just naturally fall asleep again. They did because they knew. They knew we weren't coming in. (laughs) They're like, listen, mama's tired. Teaching them also that it's capable. And I think that that's why, you know, we we hear the term self-soothe, right? And that's where you're choosing the methods is to teach them those self-soothing skills. But I like to even take that term away and just teach them that they're capable of doing it on their own, right? And and that's what they learn is that um, they can fall asleep on their own. So that's, and then that then helps consolidate those naps because even when they wake up at that 35 minute. 45 minute mark, they can fall back asleep on their own. So it all kind of plays, uh, it's all hand in hand. And also, I think because of that, my kids are extremely independent. My kids have always been yeah. independent from a very early age because they could put sleep themselves asleep. Sleep plays a huge part. It yeah. really does. That meant that they didn't come into our beds all the time when if they were really sick. Like, listen, they, yeah. they were hey. welcome in our beds all the yeah. time, but they didn't want to be in our bed with us. They wanted their own space. They wanted to be in their own bed. So yeah, it, see, it, that's good. Yeah, totally big, big deal. Um, before we wrap things up, I want... Let's do top uh, five tips to help our babies through the night. And then you've got an event that I want to hear about as well. So, Alana, let's start with your, your, fa- uh, your top five tips. So top five tips, one would be to focus. We talked a lot about, about sleep routines, early bedtime. If you can walk away with anything, really focus on those early bedtimes, especially for our little guys, our babies, our toddlers. Um, you know, often we're putting our kids to bed way too late, um, and then they're going to bed overtired, and therefore they're going to sleep more restlessly throughout the night. So focus on early bedtimes. Um, naps are so important. You know, really working on consolidating those naps. Keep things consistent when you're putting them down, where you're putting them down, how you're handling those short naps. Um, Sleep environment. So making sure we talked a bit about that, making sure it's a conducive environment. So darkening it up, using a white noise, that safe sleep environment, especially for our little guys and consistent sleep environment. 
and then managing the associations. So choosing the method that works best for you. And there's so many methods out there, guys. Do your research. Find the method that works best for your parenting philosophy, and then stay consistent. I cannot stress that enough. Those are some fantastic tips. We're gonna, you know what? I'll post those on our Facebook page. Yeah, that'd be great. I'll post those on our Facebook page because those are some really, really good tips. And if people want to come see you, you have something going on soon, right? So excited. So myself and Cheryl Hickey, Cheryl Hickey family and Snugglebugs will be putting together a panel on November 13th at, at the Snugglebugs location in Burlington. So there's going to be information posted on my own web, uh, my own Facebook page, Goodnight Sleep Site, uh, on Cheryl Hickey, Cheryl Hickey family, and on Snugglebugs all about it in the next coming days. Uh, so we'll post that soon. Um, and we're going to be talking about all things sleep, and we're going to be talking about Cheryl's amazing arm hair for you. Um, it's a fantastic that blanket. blanket is awesome. Oh, it's, it's snuggly. so great. Yeah. Her bedtime routine, you know, I'm always hearing from parents, they think sleep training means you can't cuddle and, and rock, your, you know, rock your baby before they go to bed, and that's so not true, and, and arm hair for you is such a great addition to that. So, so that's, a, that's a great event, and we had Cheryl on our show last week. So the spots are limited so yeah. it will yeah. be invite. It will be an invitation. So so stay tuned for when that is posted. But it will also be streamed live, so everyone can watch it on the Snugglebugs Facebook and Instagram. Um, and then obviously afterwards, it'll be posted on all our social channels as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Alana. If people want to find you, where can they find you? You can head over to our website, goodnightsleepsite.com. Uh, Facebook, we are Goodnight Sleep Site. Uh, and Instagram, GN Sleep Site. Awesome. So go check her out, like, follow. Jennifer, where can people follow you and Fo- find you? Hey, you know what? I'm at Jennifer Valentine on Instagram. Plain so and simple. easy. And at Mother Daughter Date with uh, my daughter, Georgia. And myself. we're going to have you and Georgia on the show. We're going to do a whole Mother Daughter Date show with you guys. It's going to be so much fun. Thank you so much, ladies. I'm looking forward to getting some sleep tonight. <laughs> now that I have my tips thank you so much you can find us here next week Sunday at 7 o'clock if you missed some of the show and want to listen back you can do so on our podcast on iTunes or 640toronto.com and of course show us some love we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash the parenting show have a wonderful evening and we'll see you all next week this is the parenting show I'm Pina Crispo for chicmama.ca